This is Kirk Cousins, and you are listening to Wobcast, hosted by Wobby. Hey, change it up today. I got it, guys. Hey, every one of you is here for a reason, for a purpose. All right? You're not here by accident. We wanted you here. We brought you here. You have a gift. Bring that gift to the table today, man. Bring it to the table. We talked all week about finishing. Finish every block. Finish every tackle. Finish every play. Finish the damn game. Let's go. Let's go. Viking country, one, two, three, five. Oh my gosh! How can oh. you? How can you not want to run through a wall after that? Kirk Cousins <laughs> just getting everyone going right before the Philadelphia Eagles Minnesota Vikings game. Kirk Cousins lights a fire underneath the Minnesota Vikings, and they played like it. Man, the Vikings are victorious, twenty-three to twenty-one, and this is the Wobcast. I'm your host, Wobby, coming to you from TCO Performance Center and the TCO Studios in Egan, joined as always by co-host and producer Chris Corso, who's ready to now run through a brick wall and jump through the ceiling. Oh, I, I was the one booming in that huddle. Oh, uh, you were? You were yeah, booming that? Yes. God. And uh, Mike Harris, who was shooting our photographer, we looked at each other. We were like, we were like that was the best sound that we've ever heard. You guys it. were ready to run, run down and cover the kickoff. That's I what could, you could have done. I could never dunk. The ball. I was a pretty good basketball player. I could never dunk, but if there was one time where I would attempt right it, there. it would be right after that, hearing that. And that was ugh. that was the ultra-polite, um, very intelligent, articulate, and calculated Kirk Cousins <laughs> talking to the team and getting them fired up like a bunch of maniacs before the game. Like, that was awesome. And you hear Stiggs. Yeah, eight. Yeah, yeah, eight. I hear you, eight. And... <laughs> It's interesting because I think the quarterback who's known the most for doing stuff like that is Drew Brees. Drew Brees, yeah, yeah Drew Brees, yeah. and yep. he does a great job. Yep. And so I'm up in the uh, Vikings Radio Network booth at Lincoln Financial Field yesterday, sitting right next to Voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen. Yep. So PA and I are sitting there in our spots, you know, and this is I don't know, it was probably 20 minutes before the game, maybe. Okay. Right. I don't yeah. know. No, this is you were booming it. When yep. was that? It was about. 20, 15 minutes yeah, before the game. Right. right so, yep. like, we're not like ready to go, but we're getting there. Like, we're done with our pregame radio, um, done with our pregame TV, and yep. we're just settling in. You know, we're, we're basically settling. And, and PA's like, you know, he taps me on the shoulder. He's like, Wobby, like, Cousins is in the huddle. You no, know, this is an Everson Griffin thing normally, yeah. you know, but obviously Everson's not there. with him. So he's like, dude, look at this. Look at this. And he's like, he's nudging me. He's like, look at this. You know, and he gives me his binoculars. And I'm just like, <laughs> Cousins is doing it? You know, so I'm watching it through the binoculars and I'm like, that actually looks pretty lit. I wonder if that's any good. Oh you know? my God. So now fast forward four or five hours later and we're sitting on the PA and I are sitting on the bus, you know, because we didn't see it. I don't know you when you guys it. posted it. Yeah, we, we posted, posted it right away, yeah, probably. Right, yep. Yep. Okay. Well, we, we didn't see it, obviously, during the game. So we're on the bus after the win, like, going through the Vikings app. Yep. You know, and and we oh, yeah, we saw this. Let's let's watch this, you know, and we're just like, dang, that was good, man. <laughs> we spent a lot of time getting all of the pregame huddle sound oh. from everyone, every group, running backs, wide receivers, playmakers, uh, safeties, whatever. And then at the end, we got that, and we're like, okay, let's just throw everything else out and just put that in. That was just that one it, it spoke for everything. It was yeah. amazing. And apparently Linval, number 98, who we heard in his huddle before the game saying, I will not lose this blank game yeah. today. Yeah. Um, he told Kirk, 
you're the one that's going in and doing this. Kirk said, if Linval tells me to do something, I'm going to do I'm it. I'm doing it. Yeah. That's it. That so, was pretty good. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, good way to start things off for the Minnesota Vikings, and they also found a good way to finish the game off, uh, getting a, uh, a tight two-point victory over the defending NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles to improve their record to 2-2-1. and one. So we're in a good mood here at TCO <laughs> Performance Center on Monday. It's a victory Monday. Yeah, it's one win, uh, but it felt like three wins, given the fact that the Vikings have been through a lot in the last month, haven't won a game since week one, heading into the Philadelphia game, and they get that victory, moving to 2-2-1. Two, two and one. The Packers lose, yep. so that's good news. That's right. The Bears didn't win because yep. they were on a bye, that's so right. that's good news. So uh, we made up a little bit of ground, and now we, uh, we get ready to play the Arizona Cardinals at U.S. Bank Stadium on Sunday. Big time show coming up today for everyone. So uh, we hope you're in it for the long haul because we got a lot of good stuff. J-Ron Curse, the big nickel, is the guest on today's Wobcast. Our conversation with J-Ron coming up in a moment. Also on the show today, top tweets from yesterday's win over the Eagles fan and player reaction, news and notes from around the NFL, and of course, some of your mail, which we always love to do. But we're going to start out with something we're calling Sounds of the Game. It's a weekly thing we do on Vikings.com, and it will come to the website, uh, this week's version of Sounds of the Game, later. But we're going to give you an abridged Wobcast version of Sounds of the Game right now. Here are some of the top highlights from the Vikings' victory over the Eagles on Sunday, and we're going to start it out with the first touchdown of the game, which came from Linval Joseph. Ball's out, picked up by the Vikings. Joseph! Can he win this long foot race? Linvald Joseph, no flags, touchdown Minnesota. And you're going to see the move that he makes on Lane Johnson. And Lane Johnson gave up a strip sack last week that cost the Eagles. But Linvald Joseph, to be able to catch that and then go the distance, 64 yards. And these guys dream of getting into the end zone and what's their end zone celebration going to be. Initially, it didn't look like he had much, but he's trying to get these guys off of him. Um, before we get to the next one, Chris, your thoughts as Linvald Joseph is sprinting 60-plus yards down the field to the end zone. We were on the bench by the by the field sound, and we were right by running back Dalvin Cook, who was not dressed for this game. He threw his hands up like no other, and everyone just huddled, just huddled around that area. Yeah. The, de- the defense coming off the field, the offense, the offensive line, and, man, they all just threw their arms at Limbaugh, and, and mm-hmm. everyone was going. Diggs was going nuts. They were all going crazy. Yeah. It was like... All the momentum in the game just shifted to the Viking side, and it was it was really cool to see. They, yep. What about the oxygen tank? Yeah, the oxygen <laughs> tank with the sunglasses. <laughs> the that sunglasses, was unreal. Uh, after the touchdown, uh, PA goes down to Lieber and is like, "Ben, was the ground shaking <laughs> as Linval is running to the end zone because Lieber's doing sideline for the radio network?" So that was pretty good too. Um, so that was uh, that was a lot of fun. A good way to kick off the scoring. Oh yeah. Um, that wasn't the only Vikings touchdown of the day, however. The Vikings got another touchdown at Lincoln Financial Field, and this. Second touchdown came via Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen, up to his own tricks, got his third touchdown of the game. Here's what it sounded like. So another call to file away. It hurts the Eagles, helps the Vikings. Second down and two as it took a sack off the board. Now Thielen in the end zone with a flag for the touchdown. Thielen with a... 
A good right move the there. Pass, There's the holding hole. number 21. Defense. Penalties declined. Touchdown. All right, we're going to fast forward to later in the game. This is the fourth quarter. Of course, Dan Bailey hits a clutch 52-yard field goal, but there was a key moment right before that kick. Latavius Murray ran for 21 or 22 yards on this drive, and then we had another key play, and it came at the hands of Rudy. Cousins keeps, flips, Rudolph with a catch. And is out of bounds at the 39. The kick is good. Oh, yeah, it got a little touchy at the end of the game, Chris. Ugh, it, it was. It, there are no easy wins in this league. We've found that out. And although the Vikings had a pretty comfortable lead for the majority of the game, the Eagles, who have a heart of a champion, we already know that, they fought back. The Vikings took the Eagles' best punch, and they came out on top, but not without some drama. Take a listen to some highlights from the end of the game. End zone, and what a catch by Zach Ertz. Touchdown, Eagles. Rookie number 21 is, is in coverage on Ertz, and that's good coverage. I mean, I don't know what more he can do. It's just a perfectly thrown ball, and and the adjustment that, that Ertz makes going up for it, he gives him a high ball. It all comes down to this, live football. And the Vikings have it. Hey, this is not easy to do with the ball bouncing like that, trying to secure it, and, uh, and Thielen doesn't get on it right away, but he goes right for it. That's, that's an outstanding job, almost like a shortstop, just keeping the ball in front of him and makes a play and then smothers it. Of all the players you and I have had a chance to meet over the years, Thielen is right toward the top of the list. All right, Chris, um, Adam Thielen. Like, he, I, d- he does it all. You, When you first got here a couple seasons ago, you probably didn't know much about him. Nothing. And in fairness, he, hadn't, he wasn't Adam Thielen yet. Yep. But we all knew a little bit about him yep. being here because he's from here, went to school where we go to training camp. That's right. You know, so we knew a little bit about him. You didn't, but now, a couple years later, I mean, you can say Antonio Brown. After that, he is the only player in NFL history to start the first five games with over 100 yards. You've probably seen that stat a yeah. thousand times over on Twitter. But, man, I just want to repeat just yeah. one more time. Why not repeat it? Well, again, like I don't think we should be in the business of ranking receivers here. Really, I, I don't. Because, I mean, there, there are times when like Stephon Diggs can be like, yeah, Adam Thielen's good, but I, like, I'm as good. Yeah, yeah. And, and Diggs is really good. Yep. But, like... And Antonio Brown is a superstar. Uh, A.J. Green, Julio Jones, Odell Beckham, so DeAndre many. Hopkins. There's yep. a lot of good receivers. Yep. And Thielen and Diggs, they're right up there, if if not on top. And uh, it's been a treat to watch Kirk Cousins on fire. We are, uh, we are getting 100% Kirk Cousins right now, and it's been a lot of fun to watch. But um, I think, you know, before we get to, to the rest of the show, uh, just – to, to wrap up some of the highlights here from this game. What I really liked about it, Chris, was it was complimentary football. 
Yeah, um, that's right. All three phases were not perfect, but all three phases contributed to this win. Uh, Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, of course, that was easy to see. Latavius Murray had some tough love yardage in the fourth quarter, especially in the drive leading up to the field goal. He had an 11-yard run on second and long that helped keep the drive going. Yep. Um, you know, Dan Bailey came back clutch. He made three field goals, including a 52-yarder, where if he misses that field goal with 2.46 to go in the game, the Eagles have the ball at, like, the 40-whatever-yard line. And they take the lead if they score that touchdown. And they're only down by six because yeah. for some for some reason, illogical reason that almost worked out, they went for two on their uh, touchdown in the fourth quarter. Yep. Right? And they got it. And they got it. So, I mean, they, they would have had the ball down six where a touchdown or an extra point wins them the game. So that field goal by Dan Bailey is clutch. The game is on the line at that moment. And then, obviously, def- the defense stood up in this game. Of I mean, the course. defense dominated this game in the first half. Um, the the Eagles were 0-for-4 on third downs in the first half. Huge. Uh, Wentz had a 48-yard completion. Other than that, he basically had nothing. Alshon Jeffrey, nothing. Yep. Ertz had two catches in the first half. This Vikings defense stood up in the first half. Now they took a couple of punches in the second half, but that's what happens in this league. It was complimentary football uh, for the Vikings, and that's what I like the most about this victory is it was not the offense scoring 42 points and we won 42-38. to 38. It was not the defense dominating and we win 13-10. to 10. Uh, it was Dan Bailey with a field goal. It was Kirk Cousins. It was Linval Joseph scoring a touchdown. Stephen Weatherly getting a sack. Um, Trey Wayne's not playing, so Mike Hughes steps up. It was, was a, a good team win uh, for the Vikings. So that, that, that was my favorite part about it. Yeah, I made this point when we were talking uh, on the sideline there. The game against the Rams, that's not the way the Vikings want to play, going punch for punch, offense, touchdown for touchdown, 14-14 in the first quarter, uh, Whatever the score that ends up of that game, just all offense. More of what we did was play defense. Yeah, we we ran the ball um, at the end there. Like you said, Latavius taking time off the clock was huge. Every part of this team had a part. Everyone had some mistakes, but we we kind of it was more of a. It felt more of like that Vikings team yeah. that just grinds out a win rather than having to go punch for punch with a with a high powered offense like the L.A. Rams. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. That it, yeah. it was just more of um, that type of game. Yep. If you had Carson Wentz thrown for touchdown for touchdown, and we're trying to compete with that, I'd rather do it the way we did it in this yeah. game. And that and that's defensive score. Which when you score a defensive touchdown, that I mean that's such an advantage in a game. It's huge. Yeah, I mean your chances of winning the game skyrocket when your defense scores. Now, obviously, it gets neutralized if you yourself also give up a score to the opposing team's defense. Yeah. But we did not do that. Our offense is doing a great job of taking care of the ball. You know, Cousins, by the way, um, now has 11 touchdown passes and two picks on the season. And you can argue, in fact, I, I think it's basically a fact that the two interceptions were not Kirk Cousins' fault either. Yeah. One of them was tipped by Laquan and landed in the hands of HaHa Clinton Dix in Week 2, and then the other one was bobbled by Latavius against the Bills, popped up in the air for anybody to get, and, and you know, some rube on the Bills' defense came down with it. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, um, neither one of those really were Kirk's fault. So Kirk Cousins is playing great, taking care of the ball, and the Vikings' defense got back to taking the ball away themselves. Yeah. Two takeaways in the game um, for the Vikings' defense. So, um you know, it was uh, it was a good day and um, for all three phases of, of the Vikings, and that was good. Top tweets, what do you got? Top tweets, we got some good good tweets here. One was from Diggs. Obviously, we saw all the Adam Thielen tweets all over the internet talking about his story, how he went to Mankato State and had a five hundred dollars scholarship. We've we've yeah. seen it. Vikings fans have seen those already. But Diggs said, just like Vikings fans will say, "Hate to say, I told you so." LOL. 
Um, but I did tell you, guys, a long, long time ago about how special he was and continues to be. And then he put a little, like, smiley face emoji, heart yeah. emoji, because of the love he has for Adam Thielen. I mean, this guy knew Adam Thielen was special. Yeah. I mean, he wouldn't have had a bond with him for so long mm-hmm. if he didn't know how special he was. So that was cool to see. Um, next one was from Kirk Cousins. It was a picture of the scene with the oxy- oxygen tank mm-hmm. that Linval Joseph had, and he had his sunglasses on. Yeah. Just looking like it was the coolest shot. And Kirk Cousins said, the shades just work, hashtag swag. The shades looked really small on his face. <laughs> he has a huge head. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't those shades look small? <laughs> they really, I mean, if anyone's going to make shades look small, yeah, it's Limbaugh. Limbaugh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, how about PA's call, by the way, of the Limbaugh touchdown? I loved it. We played it earlier. And it's yeah, Limbaugh's hungry. Well, oh. He's hungry for the end zone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you obviously sit right next to him, and we yeah, have this, awesome. this cool thing on uh, the Viking social media feeds that um, we have a GoPro in there with you guys. And oh, this, I didn't see that yet. Yeah, it's I on Instagram. It. It's pretty funny. Is it? You're in there, and PA's in there, and you guys are just going nuts. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Which was great. But, I'm, I'm, I have to watch that. I'm probably like, because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help PA with the yardage. See you know, find it here. Like I, I'm trying to help him with the like, how long was that fumble recovery and and run? You know, because he wants to get that in the call. Yeah. But it's hard to tell where it was picked up. So I'm like trying to look back at the TV. I'm trying to like I'm watching Linval run 60 yards. So I don't want to take my eyes off of that. No, you're you know? not taking your eyes off of that. That's yeah. For sure. So like that was that was um uh, that was here a fun moment in the book. <laughs> Oh my God! Follow the Vikings awesome. on Instagram. Check that out. It's pretty cool. Wabi like can't turn his. Eye. He's just so excited. It was awesome. Yeah, I'm trying to find the number for how long the, the return was. PA is saying Linval's going to eat the end zone. Uh, Bursich. Uh, doing a great job on the mic as well. We have a good time up there on that radio. <laughs> All right. Um, last top tweet. All right. Last one from DJ Durkin. Um, at DJ Durkin, Kirk Cousins is the first player in NFL history to complete 30 or more passes in four consecutive games. I mean, this isn't just Vikings history. This isn't just, I mean, these are records that are being set at a crazy pace for the Vikings so early in the season. I, I mean, it's, unbe- it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's been fun to follow, and now when you get the defense that can jump up and play like it did, now you, now you might, get, might get something going. So what we have to remember is we won one game this week. Yep. Right? So we're 2-2-1, two, two and one. a lot of games to go, a lot of work still to do, but uh, it was really fun to get back on the winning track. Um, let's get to our guest for today, J. Ron Curse, who um, it's been fun to watch his development. Really, uh, because you know he came in as a late round pick, um, seventh know, round, maybe? yes, yep. seventh round pick, and he's still on our team, you know. And uh, J. Ron's been um, a good special teams player. Now he's playing a lot more on defense. And we get into this with J. Ron in the interview. But like the cool thing about him is he's covering kicks, he's breaking up passes on Cooper Cup in the end zone one game, and then the next game he's covering Zach Ertz. Yep. like. He, he's, he does a lot of things for this defense. So we really enjoyed our chat with J. Ron Curse. We want to share that with you right now. Here is our conversation from earlier in the week with J. Ron Curse. All right, J. Ron, what's up, man? Uh, nothing much. Nothing much. Just enjoying the W. Uh, yeah. You know, it's always good to have a victory Monday. 
You know, especially like everyone's just on you guys, you know, after the first four games. What happened to this defense? You know, because everyone knows you're good, you're talented, you know how to do it. Um, and then, then you go out and show that um, in Philadelphia. So I'm sure that, um, you know, wins are almost more relieving than joyous sometimes. But I think that locker room was pretty joyous in yeah. Philadelphia. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it's like uh, me and Limbo talked about on the sideline, uh, you know, my rookie year uh, two years ago. Uh, we're 5-0. and We go into Philly after the bye week. They beat us. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, our season kind of goes downhill from there. Mm-hmm. Last year, championship game, yeah. they beat us. So it was like, uh, you know, it was good that we went in there. We got a W at their place where, you know, where we got the last, the past two losses. So, uh, you know, it's kind of get back in the groove of things and uh, play with that excitement. You know, the same place that we feel like we lost our groove. Yeah. Same place we feel like we got it back at. You know, we just have to continue to go out there and uh, work. But uh, as far as the people talking about uh, what happened to this defense? Uh, it was pretty much everything that we did on our own. It was yeah, uh, miscommunications, yeah. uh, guys running, running down the field open. Uh, it's not so much about giving up big plays because uh, through the course of a game, through the course of the season, you're going to give up big plays. Yeah. It's so much about making the plays that you give up competitive plays. Like we gave up a big play yesterday. Uh, Mike was on the guy. The guy made a great catch. Yeah. You know, we can live with that. Coaches can live with that. But uh, it's about just letting guys run wide open, run uh, free. Man. Yeah. So. Yeah. Got to cut that out. And, and, and it's not about the noise on the outside either. You know, I, I referenced that. People wondering what happened. Like, like people were talking you all up last year, and mm-hmm. then they're wondering what's going on this year. And, and that doesn't matter. What matters is how you guys play. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you like the best about how you guys played, though, against Philadelphia? Because they have a lot of weapons on, on that offense. And, um, and that, that's the one thing to remember is the other team's getting paid, too. Yeah. Like, there's good players over there. Yeah. You guys did a good job in this game. What did you like the most about your effort? I like I like the fact you know from I like the way that everybody came out. Everybody came out and had excitement, the energy. You know when uh, the defense made a play, the offense were excited for us, yeah. and vice versa. So you know that's big for us. I felt like uh, the past couple games, you know, it's not been that same excitement. So I, it felt good to get back to that. You know where everybody's happy. We're excited to play this game. We're having yeah. fun with this game instead of making it so personal, so serious. Let's go out there and have fun and play the game that we've been playing since we were young. Lim- yeah. Limval did that. <laughs> he yeah. made it. He made it fun. I, we were sitting. We were on the sideline getting the sound and hearing you guys get excited for that play. And uh, I saw Dalvin with his hands up, like <laughs> yeah. welcoming him back to the sideline. That was that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was, man. Seeing Limbo, Limbo works his tail off. Uh, so just seeing it pay off, you know, as it has been, you know, since yeah. he's been here, yeah. or since I've been here and seeing him doing it, uh, you know, it's it's big for him. Uh, you know, just the we since week one, we had three turnovers week one. Yep. and haven't had one since. So it was good to get that turnover and yeah. you know, let's put some points on the board like we did in week 1 and got the W. So, you know, you can you can it's a telltale sign is, you know, if we go out there and get turnovers and we can get points off of those turnovers, yeah. it's even better and our chances of winning goes up. Especially yeah. when you got him running 64 yards. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean like that that like the the good thing about that play was we got a touchdown and mm-hmm. like when the defense scores for you, your 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 chances of winning the game skyrocket, yeah. right? Yeah. The bad thing is y'all got to go back out on the field right now. Yeah. Like, and I don't think Linval went right back out on the field. I think we nah, had to run someone in for that, him. Yeah, yeah I think he had Greg the oxygen. Coleman, he had yeah. the oxygen tank <laughs> yeah. over there for him uh, with his shades on. Yeah. Greg Coleman's like, get him oxygen. <laughs> I was standing right there. I was cracking up. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, so. Did you um, like Coach Zim will put you anywhere on the field? Do you like that? Yeah, I do like that. Uh, yeah. You know, it just shows that uh, you know, he trusts me, and uh, you know, I've just been working my tail off uh, from year yeah. one to now. 
to finally have an opportunity to go out there with the defense and play with the guys, you know, it, it feels good, you know, and uh, it feels good to gain the trust of the coaches and, uh, you know, just want to continue to grow as a player and, uh, you know, whichever way I can help this team, whether my number is called or if I'm just on special teams, uh, you know, I'm willing to do it. Yeah, I mean, you know, for when, when you turn the page on the week, so now you're going to turn the page on the Eagles. We won that game. Now you're, you're flipping over now to the Cardinals. It's got to be interesting for you because – you're looking at everybody. You're, like, mm-hmm. you're not just looking at the wide receivers, like maybe a, a corner might, or yeah. not just the old line, like a lineman might. Like mm-hmm. J. Ron Curse could be anywhere on the field. He could be a big nickel. He could be a safety. He's trying to track down a returner. Yeah. I mean, that you, you got to look at a lot of stuff every week. Yeah, I do, and uh, you know, it's it's only it's only going to help me uh, become a better player. Uh, you know, around around with any at any level, you know, the more you can do, the yeah. the more expendable you are. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, I just try to. Even though I have a lot on my plate when I'm going through the week and just watching everything, you know, it's something that's going to help me and it's going to help this team ultimately. Uh, you know, you have some of the same qualities in uh, George. So uh, me and him being being bigger bigger guys, you know, yeah. we can play in the box. We can play back deep. We can cover guys. So, you know, that's going to help this team a lot. You know, it's something we haven't had in the past, something that Zim hasn't done in the past. And now that we're working it in, yeah. you know, I think it's going to be something good for us. Yeah. Yeah, there's, a, there's always, I'm sure, for someone like Coach Zimmer, who's so well-established and respected, he's got his thing mm-hmm. that he does. You know, but he doesn't want to be stale either yeah. and predictable. So he's yeah. got to – change some things mm-hmm. but not change it too much because what what he does works yeah exa- right yeah, exactly uh you know it's been that way since I've been here everything you know our defense has always been pretty good you know but it's it's about the offensive coaches you know they're looking at things and yeah. trying to find mismatches and it's about just putting us in the best position as a defense to go out there and eliminate those mismatches so uh I think he's uh he's taking heat to that and uh that's why we're working this package yeah. more and uh it's we're benefiting from it. Yeah. Do you guys, um, like on the sidelines when the offense is out on the field, and I, like I know when you guys get off the field, a third down stop, you get out, you go to the sideline, you're talking about we saw this and make this adjustment, all that. Then when when you're done with that and the offense is still out there because Cousins is driving us mm-hmm. down, long drive, you guys are getting a rest. What do you like to do? Are you watching the game on the big screen? Do you like to stand up on the sideline and watch? Uh, I'm standing up on the sideline and watching the game because uh, I like. I just feel like I like to be into it. You know, I yeah. might, might talk trash to a cornerback that's yeah. to the sideline, uh, but you know, I just like to be up there and just watch those guys do their thing. Uh, you know, Thielen, Diggs, and Kirkman throwing the ball great yeah. for us. So uh, you know, it's fun to just sit up there and watch those guys and get excited for those guys when they make plays. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned Thielen and Diggs. I mean, think about all the um, OTAs, mini camps, and training mm-hmm. camp practices. You know where you've gone up against yeah. those guys. Yeah. Um, I'm sure, man. You're feeling the DBs' pain out there. Like you're watching those <laughs> those those Rams and those Eagles DBs. You're like, yeah, I've been there and done that. Yeah, I actually told Diggs when we got on the plane. Uh, you know, just for me personally, uh, you know, when I'm up when I'm up in the slot uh, covering him, I just I told him, man, it's, when I get out there, it's, guys are not giving me the same thing you're giving me off the ball. So. All yeah. those reps I'm taking with him is making me better for when I get up and go against someone that's not going to give me the same thing, yeah. don't ha- doesn't have the same juice him and Thielen has. So yeah. it's definitely something that has helped us a lot, yeah. having those two guys on the opposite side of us. Something I saw on tape was you covering Zach Ertz. What, talk about kind of – I could see the way that you – I mean, he's a big dude, so mm-hmm. it's tough for a corner to get up and, and pick him up. But then yeah. when we have a guy like you who's, uh, who's back there, uh, a longer-type mm-hmm. safety, kind of talk about that and kind of the – the way uh, Wentz uses his tight ends? Uh, you know, we knew coming to the game that uh, he was going to be heavily targeted yeah. uh, because uh, we watched the game from last week uh, when they played the Titans. Uh, 
He had like 107 yeah. yards yeah, or yeah, something like, like that. He's a stud. Yeah, so you know it was just something that you know I took I took I take pride in that. Uh, yeah. You know when I have those matchups with these big name tight ends, I want to go out there and try to eliminate them. So uh, every time that we got into man coverage and I was on him, I tried to eliminate him, made sure he didn't get any targets, and uh, I think I did a pretty good job of that. So uh, you know it's it's just something that I'm going to keep on you know working on when yeah. I get out there and uh, just try to eliminate every tight end that I have to guard every big name tight end I go against I want to try to take them out of the game plan yeah you have the size for that that's for sure well, yeah but yeah. most teams don't have that a guy who can pick up a, a defensive back who can pick up a tight end well yeah or uh, how about late in the game in Los Angeles you had the the PBU was yeah. that on cup in the end zone yeah it was on I cup. mean so now, now you're guarding yeah. a shifty slot guy too yeah you know? like, yeah I mean, do it all yeah, and that definitely that helps as well. Uh, you know, that's why I know when I'm going up against a tight end, I gotta kinda change my game as if as I'm guarding a slot, a yeah. shifty guy, it's more being more patient. And then when it comes down to covering a tight end, I have to be more physical because those yeah, guys yeah. those guys like guys that's not gonna be physical. Right. Yep. You right. know, 'cause they're the they're the physical they're do the physical guys. Do you yeah. jam them at the line? Yeah, more? I try to jam them every time. Yeah. Uh try to, you know, <laughs> take mess up the route, no, mess I up like the timing and uh no, just stay just stay on them. Uh, they don't like they don't like guys. They like guys that play off and they can give them a move or two. I yeah. try to take everything away. Yeah. yeah. Um, why do you wear twenty seven? Uh, it was just a it was just a number. I, I like the number. Uh, you know, uh, it was either twenty seven or thirty one. Yeah. And then I just looked at my looked at my options and uh, you know, I like I like a guy like Malcolm Jenkins. Oh man, he's yeah, good. So, yeah. And you know, now that I'm playing that that same role he plays yeah. down by the line, you know, I'm glad I got 27. No, I definitely respect his game and how he plays the game. Uh, yep. And, you know, he ha- he's had success, and uh, that's some of the same success I want. Yeah, he's he's a good man. Yeah. Um, how'd you end up at Clemson? Uh, it was really uh, just gave me the just gave me the best opportunity to to go in and play right away. Uh, you know, I'm I'm from the same high school as Sammy Watkins. So, oh, is that right? Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know that either. Yeah, I got to yeah. read the media guide, man. Okay, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, so. You know, he went there and uh, he had an impact as soon as he stepped on the field. And it mm-hmm. was like, you know, can I make that same impact on the defense side of the ball? And, uh, you know, I had the opportunity to do that. So I felt like Clemson was the best you, choice. You had to have played offense in high school, though. Yeah, I did. Uh, I was actually a quarterback in high okay. school. Oh, wow. so, yeah, so ran a lot of the wing tee, so I was running the ball. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it really wasn't too much throwing, but, you know, it was – Really much, pretty much played everywhere yeah. coming out of high school. Um, were you nervous on Saturday uh, at the end of that uh, Wake Forest Clemson game? I was, was about to say <laughs> in the Syracuse game too the week before it, with the yeah. third. Well, that that was actually a really good. Yeah, that, yeah, that was yeah. a hell of a. That game. That was a legitimate game. Last week it was sixty-three to three Clemson over yeah. Wake Forest. Yeah, so we that, weren't nervous about that. Yeah, that Syracuse game it kind of it kind of scared me a little bit. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's uh, yeah. we all we have we have a game like that a year where we go out there to to a less opponent and uh, play down to their level and give them a chance to win the game. Uh, I think that's something that it's been like that since I've been there before I've been there. And I think mm-hmm. that's something that the coaches are still trying to work on and, you know, just go out yeah. there and treat everybody the same, play hard against no matter who the opponent is. You know, you get those Alabamas, you're juiced up. Mm-hmm. But when you're going against those smaller schools, you know, you have to have that same juice because if you don't, they can sneak up and beat you. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. You like in Minnesota, man? You like being here? Yeah, I'm loving Minnesota, man. I, I love, I love, this, love my teammates, love the coaches. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just a great atmosphere around here. Uh, you know, since I've been here, you know, it's had, had no problems. You know, and yeah. been a great locker room, and uh, 
No, my teammates are great, yeah. so well, you can't complain about it. Good, that. man. You're a good dude and a good player, and thanks for taking your time. You, you get to get out of here now, but you spent 10 minutes with us before you went home. We appreciate it, dude. All right, no problem. No problem. Glad to be here. All, All right, man. Thanks, man. Our thanks to J. Ron Kurse for joining the Wobcast. Always fun to have a guest on the show, and it was cool to talk to J. Ron Kurse. Last thing here on this Vikings-Eagles game, for those of you who don't normally do it, uh, go to Vikings.com and or the Vikings app because we have awesome coverage post-game. Um, it's Mike Zimmer's locker room speech. It's players talking to reporters. It's players walking off the field, looking at the camera, taking our social media staff's phones and sending messages to fans. It's cool. It's a ton of great stuff. So download the Vikings app and watch it there or go to Vikings.com. Tons of great post-game content after the Vikings win over the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, before we get to fan mail, Chris, quickly, I'm going to go through some news and notes across the league. Go ahead. The Packers lose. That was that was a New York accent, by the <laughs> way. Go ahead. All right, let's keep calling it out. Yeah, go we're ahead. Coming, we're, we're coming up on Jets weekend in right, New York. That's so right. That's right. It's a big week. <laughs> that's right. All right. Um, uh, Packers lose to the Lions. So, like, that's double-edged sword for us. Awesome that the Packers lost because they're in our division, but the Lions won and they're in our division. Uh, the Bears were on a bye, so the Bears did not win. Uh, so that's good. The Rams had a thriller in Seattle, Chris. The Seahawks almost won this game. I was hoping the Seahawks would pull this one out. Yeah, Seahawks almost won this game. 33-31, to the Rams outlast the Seahawks. They have injuries to Cooper Cup and to Brandon Cook, so we'll see what their status is for this week. Um, a couple of uh, former Vikings offensive coordinators under Mike Zimmer battled in Carolina as the Panthers and Norv Turner defeated Pat Shermer's New York Giants 33-31. to on a game-winning field goal, and not just your ordinary game-winning field goal. It was like 65 yards. 63 yards, 60, was yeah. it not? Yeah, Graham Gano from 63 to God. win the game. Um, a dramatic win for the Panthers. On Sunday Night Football, the Houston Texans defeat the Dallas Cowboys in overtime. We watched that game on the plane as we're flying back from Philadelphia. And finally, Des Bryant. Not on a team. Still not playing for a team. I think team. he tweeted about it, too. I think he was pretty upset. He should do less tweeting, and he should sign somewhere because I love watching him play. I agree. I'd like him to be on a roster <laughs> in the AFC somewhere. Uh, yeah. I'm not letting it go. Yep. And you you put him on your fantasy team, I so did. you he's care still, now too. He's still sitting on my bench. I've been waiting for yeah. somebody to pick him up. All right, you got any fan mail? All right, fan mail. This one's from Naperville, Illinois. Tim, how is it the Vikings cannot figure out a way to cover opposing teams' tight ends? Zach Ertz chewed them up yesterday, 10 catches, 110 yards. Happy to see the win, but concerned about our coverage. Okay, I, I get it. This is Tim. Tim. Oh, Tim. You're right. Uh, Zach Ertz had 110 yards. Now, I think, in fairness to us, when we were playing a soft zone at the end of the game, I think he had like 45 or 50 of those yards on yep. the last drive. But, yep. you know, he did have 102 yards. I mean, Alshon Jeffrey was a non-factor. Can we get credit for that? Non-factor whatsoever. I mean, yeah. that that was a nice job by Xavier Rhodes. And for the balance of the game, Zach Ertz was not a major problem. Look, Zach Ertz is really good. Absolutely. Like, you can you can scheme all week to try and stop Zach Ertz. Yep. You know, he's going to get his. I mean, you don't think teams have been trying to stop Adam Thielen? They have been trying to stop Adam Thielen. They he's can't. gotten 100 yards every week. So at some point in time, you're going you're gonna to give stuff up. Um, they didn't give up any big plays to Alshon Jeffrey or Nelson Aguilar. You know, and that was a big concern going into the game, those two players. So, um, yeah, the, the coverage can get better. 
we did give up a touchdown to Ertz where Mike Hughes was had pretty good coverage, but Zim said he was misaligned. So, yeah, there are some things we can tweak and get a little bit better, but I thought all in all the pass defense was pretty good in Philadelphia. Yeah, I'd say so. And we saw J. Ron Curse, our guest this week, do a pretty good job when he had to step up in there and play yep. on Zach Ertz. So. Yep. All right, next one, Ray Bustos. At Big Ray five four one. My my man Ray's from Oregon. From Oregon, yeah, I like he it. Emails every week. We're we're worldwide here at the Vikings Entertainment yeah. Network. Bittersweet stat: The Vikings have scored one hundred thirteen points in five weeks, but not one of the points is a product of the rushing game. So at Wabi, here's my question: Should we care? Yeah, we should care about that. We want to get some rushing touchdowns. Yep. We, we want to rush for 100 yards in a game. Uh, PA had a stat on his depth chart from the uh, for this week. We last season we were 11 and one in games in which we rushed for 100 yards. So, you know, yeah, we, we want to run the ball a little bit better. It'll help to have Dalvin Cook back in the mix um, when that happens. Um, and it it has been helpful to have Pat Elfline back in uh, along the offensive line. And, uh, and we want to get better running the ball, but what's more important is just moving the ball down the field, and I don't care how you do it. If you pass a bunch or you run a bunch, whatever it takes, you just want to be able to move the ball, and the Vikings were able to move the ball against the Eagles, and that what mat- that's what matters most. But, yes, we do want to be able to run the ball a little bit better. Yeah, one thing to remember, that Eagles team had the number one good point. De- rushing defense yep. entering the week, so yep. I think we good did point. a pretty good job, especially with the way that and, game and, played and out. And I'm going to go back to this, and I put it in five storylines. I put it in the mailbag. And I've said it already here. I'm going to say it again. When And I said it in pick six. When we needed to run. We did. We did. 22 yards on four carries in the final drive leading up to the Dan Bailey field goal. And and the Eagles knew we were going to run the ball. And we ran the ball. And uh, and it helped us get into field goal range to get the field goal. So we do need to get better there. But I think it's coming along. The last question is a good one from Caleb. A lot of people wonder about this with the overtime scenarios. Help me with a scenario. With all the OT so far this season, Team A kicks off in overtime to Team B. Team B executes a methodical drive, kicks a field goal with no time left in the overtime period. Team A never had a chance to possess the ball, but only a field goal for Team B. Is that game over? Yes. So the design of the new overtime rule is to potentially give both teams a shot. If the team that gets the ball first doesn't score a touchdown, but in this scenario where um, now overtime has gone from uh, has gone to a ten minute period, yep. you know if you do have a ten minute drive and you There's don't no score a touchdown, left. but you do score a field goal, yeah, the the game's over. So the uh, short answer is yes. In that scenario, the game is over. Yeah, that was a good question because you know, like a lot of people wonder about this with the new rules. If a t- if a field goal is scored in the first drive. And then the the other team gets the ball back and scores a touchdown. The other the second team would then win the game, obviously. Right, because they scored Clearly. a touchdown. Yeah. Right. But if the first team scores a touchdown on the first drive. Yeah. Here's another thing. Yeah. The it's written in the rule. It's you you know both teams have an opportunity to possess the ball. So if to open overtime. Yep. You know where I'm going with this. Yep. If to open overtime, you onside kick it and recover. A field goal wins the game for you on that drive. Yes. Yeah. Because the other team had the opportunity for a possession and they failed on it because they didn't recover the onside kick. So at that point in time, a field goal wins the game for you. That makes sense. Which is which is kind of crazy. I don't think it. I don't. I don't know if it, if a team's ever going to do that, but they could. I mean, Zim, Zim one time took um, took the win in overtime against the Rams. I remember so that 2015. Cra- crazier things have happened. That's you know? for sure. 
All righty. Um, that was a long and good Wobcast. And if you're still listening, we are very appreciative uh, for you doing so. It was fun to have J. Ron Curse on the show, and it was fun to review a really fun Vikings win at Lincoln Financial Field. Last thing before we go, Chris, you're a twin. I am a twin. I have twins. A lot of twins going on here. Yeah, and like Kyle Rudolph has twins. Yeah, so we love twins on the Wobcast. <laughs> and I got friends who are twins, Tony and Tammy, who have a birthday this week on October 9th. So wow. they're big Vikings fans. Happy birthday. They are loyal followers of the Vikings Entertainment Network. They go to Vikings home games, um, and they're sweet girls. And they have, uh, they have great families and great friends, and they're listening. So we want to say happy birthday to Tony and Tammy. Happy birthday. We appreciate your listening to the Wobcast, and we support twins here at the Wobcast. Uh, yes, we do. We're very twin-friendly. All right. Uh, on behalf of producer and co-host Chris Corso, this is Wobby signing off from the Wobcast for now. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Enjoy your week, and cheer hard on Sunday as the Vikings take on the Arizona Cardinals at U.S. Bank Stadium. See ya. Oh yeah!